0: i think i counted mine up recently i think i've got 41 but then i've got the Act one delivered and then this second pair of the, the thrown In so i think i'm on 43 now
1: Choking fitness is supported by hence who seek to offer you a range of no compromise health first performance food supplements as well as their title green stacks they're also changing the playing field with cbd rather than as a liquid via a dropper their cbd pods offer a thousand milligrams of cbd and five grams of coconut oil i've really enjoyed getting more inventive with its use from putting it in my evening hot drink or spreading it on toast in the morning if you want to know more about any of their products do head over to hentstacks.com listen to episode 24 of the chalking fitness podcast but also consider using the link and code in the bio to further support this podcast enjoy the episode Welcome to another episode of the Chalking Fitness Podcast, doing something very topical right now, uh, talking about the Reebok Nano uh, in all its glory, right through from the early editions to the latest edition, the, the Reebok Nano X, uh, X1, in fact, and we can get into it. Is it X1? Is it 11? So, uh, you know, we'll cover plenty of that. But I'm delighted in, in that, on that topic to welcome Paul, who, uh, Paul, and I don't know, we've when, when been introduced to... Uh, founder creator i'm going to say curator of reebok nano nation a fan page on instagram would you go with that
0: yeah that sounds good curator
1: <laughs> well you're a fellow crossfitter as well aren't you as well
0: yeah that's right yeah um since 2017 end of 2017
1: so so plenty of time to build up that uh trainer collection then
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's out of hand already and Obviously, the X1 has just released. There's already a few colorways that I like in the first release, and I've seen some coming further down the line. Um, Getting out of hand. Well, before
1: we kind of get into talking about nanos, what I really want to do is uh, I always like to have a good warm-up. you know. And as a fellow CrossFitter, I hopefully will enjoy a good warm-up. So the question I always ask my guests is that if it was your birthday, um, other than a pair of nanos, if I allowed you to program your birthday workout, what three movements would you choose and why?
0: Well, first on the list, and everybody thinks I'm mental for this, but burpees or burpees over the bar. Um, I quite like thrusters as well, which I know goes against the grain. And uh, power cleans. Everyone's got to have power cleans in it, on it?
1: And that's more than just a power clean at the at the start of the first thruster. Oh, I suppose there should be a squat clean, really. You squat going to be clean, efficient? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. oh fair fair enough you know so we're gonna put you uh you know ollie mansbridge he was on the podcast recently and he chose burpees as well um so you know you're not the first person to mention burpees but it's always surprising so uh and i think it's one of those things if you can get good at burpees and they don't just gas you completely it's it's a good thing to have in your wheelhouse
0: yeah i think for most people as well burpees are just purely mental the thought of them Right from the start. Um as soon as it's in your head that you don't like it, you're just gonna feel a lot worse and a lot more painful, aren't yeah.
1: So so what I what I'm thinking then is uh you, you know, just taking those three movements would be to take that open workout, which was twenty-seven, twenty-one, fifteen nine of thrusters and I think burpee over the bar. Isn't that the workout they did with like all the previous winners? So there's like Annie Thor's daughter, Sam Briggs, uh and uh um rich froning and i remember them doing that in an open announcement so so that would be good and then maybe like i don't know max max effort um or max weight power clean in the remaining yeah, I time max
0: power clean after.
1: yeah <laughs> awesome oh no great so there's the workout and then the second question i always ask if if a genre of genre of music or a specific song had to play every time you entered the room what would it be
0: oh, oh. Good question. I don't know, I'd have to go probably with the the Rocky soundtrack, just because I grew up watching Rocky uh, from maybe four or five years old with my dad. it has been influential on my life, and Sylvester Stallone stroke Rocky, um, I think he's probably one of the most influential actors or characters still to this day, um, just because of that film, and... I I was a best man for my my friend's wedding uh, a few years ago. Managed to get the Rocky Town track into my best man speech as well. So, and I I, I was member of the month at my CrossFit gym, I think two years ago now. And you get to create your own what if you you win member of the month. And mine was actually based on Rocky. It had three parts. The first part was called Gonna Fly Now. Um, The second part was Going the Distance. And then the third part was called Hearts on Fire. Which included every variation of burpee you can think of. <laughs> um it was it was pretty savage. So yeah, I'd have to say the, the Rocky theme tune.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh ah, so there we go. We've got the music, we've got the uh, we've always got the shoes and we've got the got the workout. In fact, we've got two workouts potentially, so uh two pairs of shoes as well. Um so um before kind of getting more into talking about the nanos, then I you know, you mentioned you started CrossFit in, in 2017 um so i always like to, to know like what kind of got you into in, into kind of crossfit in the first place were you moving across from other training were you returning to the gym for the first time in a number of years like what got you involved
0: so i was just going to the gym and doing a bit of running um just your average sort of bodybuilding split chest on monday and back on tuesday etc um but i'd been doing the same thing for a while and then Started getting into um, longer distance running, did a couple of tough My training was just so stale, um, and I've been doing it for a while. I actually quit smoking. I used to be quite a heavy smoker. Quit training, uh, quit smoking, started training. Um, but then I happened to watch the Rich Froning documentary on Netflix, um, and coincidentally, not long after, M Squared opened across the road from my work. It's literally a two-minute walk from where I work. Obviously, seeing people running up and down the street with no top on, carrying plates and medicine balls and kettlebells and thought, what the hell are they doing? And then after I'd seen that documentary, obviously, it kind of made sense. So bobbed in, um, did a trial session and, and was hooked straight away. Watched everything I could find on it and learned as much as I could about the history of the sport and... I just loved everything about it, The how taxing it is, um, how every workout is completely different, the community side of it, how friendly everybody is, and then going to competitions and seeing just... I don't think there's another sport, really, where you can see av- average people, if you like, you know, office people and just people down the pub or whatever who are going to Rainhill and competing against each other and just giving it their everything on the floor. It doesn't really happen in any other sport. You know, you can go and have a game of golf or a game of tennis or whatever, but you can't do it to that competitive uh, capacity, if you like. So it just really, really sucked me in straight away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's really interesting that, you know, because... Typically, you're like even your, your average day, like everyday CrossFitter, can be training kind of three, three, four, five times a week, and it's not unusual. And so it's it's a huge amount of commitment, a, a lot more than perhaps other sports where it's like maybe maybe you train during the week and then you got a match at the weekends, or 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 maybe you just turn up hungover and, and give a give it a good run out. Um, and you know, there's there's still elements of that, you know, depending on how serious you take it. But uh, um, yeah, it's, I think there's so much kind of keep you entertained keep you quite dedicated and pushing towards whatever that goal might be in in in, in your training
0: yeah definitely and there's just so much to work at as well if you mentioned before about um getting all in on things when you're interested in them and, and i'm similar um i've got quite an obsessive personality and if i'm into something i want to everything that I can about it and, and work on it as, as best that I can so with CrossFit there's just so many things from the lifting to the gymnastics you know handstand push-ups, toes to bar, tipping pull-ups and butterfly pull-ups, muscle-ups it all take weeks, months maybe even years of work and commitment and that just keeps you coming back and you know there's that kind of friendly rivalry with other people in the gym and you, you kind of play off each other it makes you push that little bit harder in a wad or try that extra two and a half kilos on a one rep max day and you know it's it's just it just keeps you coming back keeps you interested keeps you working and um just just keeps you grinding basically
1: yeah right it's very interesting you served up beautifully there the, the obsessive kind of personality and and you know when it comes to kind of crossfit methodology then yeah you kind of go all in you're not going to typically leave a gap you know, you might avoid, you might try and sandbag a few movements, but you're typically going to be all in on your training. But, you know, I know the effort that it takes to, to run a blog, to run a podcast and, you know, you're running a fan page for, for the Reebok Nano. So why, what, you know, and maybe it aligns with what you've just said about kind of being all in on something being quite kind of once you want to know everything about it, but I'm I'm guessing that's what drove you then to set up kind of Reebok Nano Nation as, as a fan page.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like I say, I, I got into CrossFit quite, quite late, really. It wasn't until the end of 2017. So my first taste of the Nano, if you like, was the Nano 8. Um, I got a, a pair when you used to be able to make them in your own colours. And I only actually had one pair of the Nano 8, and then not long after, um, the Nano 9 was obviously released. And we actually went to the games that year. It was my 40th. Um, oh, wow. So we did, we did a trip over to the U.S., and went to Vegas went to Cookville Nashville and finished off with the games and I remember unglow um, nano9 which was released for the games was the first book I got on the nano9 and it was just sunshining and all the games athletes in them I, I just fell in love with the color and the design um, and then the obsession really started to take off and I just ended up buying another bear and another bear and another bear and um, as I said before it just kind of got out of hand but one thing I noticed we didn't really have much information over here in the UK over in the US you mentioned it before but you've got Joel from as many reviews as possible Kevin Torres from um, Reebok Nano Club and they're dishing out information and um, sales discounts all the time not just for Reebok obviously for, for other um, products and other companies but we don't really have that here. We don't get the sales that they get, and you don't really have anybody alerting you when we do. So I had the idea for a little while, but it's one of them where you think about it and just kind of put yourself off. Oh, well, what if no one bothers, you know, nobody follows or, or whatever. So, like you said before with the podcast, the lockdown last year I had a bit more time on my hands, set up the page, um, and just started posting photos and, and sales on the Reebok site, discount codes um kind of posting every every couple of days and it's just kind of grown a little bit from there um but yeah ma- mainly just to share my passion for the for the Rebot Nano and also just to make people aware of upcoming things like the Nano X1 different colorways that might be on the way um sales reduced prices because they're not the cheapest and especially not if you've got a of addiction and you're yelling out 100 120 pounds a pair if you can get 25% off 30% off then every every three pairs that's a free pair isn't it
1: yeah yeah and and, and like I say it's uh it, it's it's self-serving and you know it's something you're, you're passionate about anyway but by creating it as a as a page having some kind of targets around creating that information seeking out early insights potentially you know sales discount codes uh, then it, it it really offers a service to others as well
0: yeah exactly you know it keeps me sort of occupied and, and interested in uh, in in crossfit and the, the view that i, I prefer and, and like so yeah
1: well it's i mean it's it can be easy with like social media to just like mindlessly scroll and 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 you know it definitely kind of having a purpose for it like okay i'm doing i'm researching this i'm thinking about you know and 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 that's one thing i was going to say you know have you know know, knowing the page that it takes effort to kind of seek out that early information keep staying aware of things um so you know both of us um kind of have got that first kind of er early release of the the nano x1 um which was released like last week which i don't know the date kind of 13th 12th of of january i think um you know which was great in the uk that uh, it was also combined with like express postage so i i know my pair arrived in less than 24 hours which given the issues royal mail have been having i just want to commend both reebok and royal mail for executing that
0: <laughs> yeah that was fast and what was great as well for, for a change we got them before the u.s did you very rarely get that with um with any sort of Mm. exclusive releases so i think they were only released yesterday or the day before in the us so i think
1: Uh, really that that different and Mm. and i think we, we do have to thank i think whip fitness do a lot for kind of sometimes getting exclusive releases that inherently then give um europe or the uk kind of like sometimes early access but I'm sure there's all sorts of subtleties and kind of complexities that you know that they're they're kind of managing there, and that's not just like Reebok necessarily, but there's you know like that there's those elements. So let's get into the Nano X one because it's so topical right now. We only had the release of the Nano X kind of in May 2020, Um, and we've like 10 months later we're seeing another trainer, and and I was only just coming to some coming to terms with the Nano X the increased body kit over the Nano 9, and then we've seen big changes again. So, uh, you know, we've both had a pair now for, for less than a week, but had a chance to, to train in it. So I thought it was a good opportunity to kind of get into first impressions of, of the, the X1.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, for, for me, the first impressions, the, fir- the first thing I thought when I seen them, I wasn't overly keen when I seen them online, but I always find that the Nanos look miles better in hand than they do online. Mm. Um, what, I, what initially struck me the most was how light they were. You feel like, like the gold has been left off or something that light when you compare to, say, the Nano 9 or the Nano X. Um, I actually did some weight comparisons on, on the same size shoe for the 89X and the Nano OG. And um, it was only the Nano OG that was slightly lighter. I think it was five grams lighter than the Nano X1. So they are good for. You know, things like burpees, double unders. I haven't actually tested them for running yet, um, but obviously that is is part of the the design feature that you have on for a more comfortable running shoe, haven't they?
1: Yeah, no, I've done some running in it and it's definitely, you feel it's lighter. It feels more like a running shoe. Um, Some other elements, which I think are dependent on your foot shape, foot size um, with the return of the heel clip, but agree that they definitely feel a hell of a lot lighter, um, which is going to come from that lightweight knit upper that they've replaced the kind of traditional flex weave that we've been seeing my, my first impression like holistically was that it, it seemed a little bit like the the Nike Metcon flyknit um approach so you know and, and and a little bit like what Nike have done with the Metcon 6 into going for this really lightweight upper really breathable um but it's just so much lighter as well and that was something I got from from looking at like say the the Metcon 2 versus the the, when they brought out the Flyknit, you know, that was a real difference. And I'm seeing something similar here from, like, the, the Nano X to the Nano X1.
0: I've never actually had a pair of the um, the Nike Flyknit, Metcom Flyknit. Um, my first pair of CrossFit trainers were actually a Metcon 3. Um, okay,
1: yeah.
0: Which terrible for running in. It, it's just such a sturdy sole, um, and you used to kind of flap when you run it. And then I went from them to the nano eight, which were just so much lighter and, and softer. Um, pretty much been a nano convert of tint.
1: And and I know like so, like I guess focusing on the X1, the um, one of the things you've been good at, um, and, and I know like Reebok Nano Club as well have is that catching the the fact that we're gonna see like a, a Les Mills version um, mm. of of it and that and I know you said before that we're like we're, we're kind of moving into more of like a multi-purpose shoe. Um, you know, def- we, we've we've obviously lost the CrossFit branding because that has that that partnership has finished, um, and we actually saw on the Nano X that there was no CrossFit branding on on the trainer either. But it's really interesting that they're bringing out from the outset, or at least very early in the outset, the the presence of the kind of like the the, the grit version, which will maintain a weave comparable to the ten and the nine. Um, or the X and the nine, but equally then we're going to have the the kind of the the, the knit, which is the lightweight version.
0: Yeah. First of all, the Les Mills um, edition. Obviously, like we said before, it does look like they're going down the route of all round fitness shoe. Um, you may even see them them tie up with more brands. Uh, they have lost that CrossFit branding and whatever deal goes with that and the games um so I guess they've got to branch out and and make it more appealing to to other um sports or brands within within the space I guess um hmm.
1: I don't think they have the market dominance they once had as well you know because like Metcon are 100% on the scene and and increasing I think their their dominance um against Reebok same with like things like Noble innovate you know they're they're all pushing as well so i think it's understandable that they need to move more into a multi-purpose shoe that isn't like well i don't do a crossfit i don't buy a nano you know it needs to be you know okay i want a functional shoe so the nano is something i'm considering
0: yeah 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 they've got to do that to appeal to a yeah. larger audience now i guess and like you say mm. with Nike, you know you've got matt fraser obviously sponsored by nike he's just made- Title You're going to get people buying on the back of that, getting into CrossFit on the back of that, and wanting the shoes that, that he wears. That's just natural, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, you know, back in the day, it was Rich Ronin and the, and the Reebok Nano. Obviously, he's still sponsored by Reebok, but he's not an individual anymore. He's not making the headlines as the, the individual winner like Matt is. Um, so and there's also obviously as well Adidas looking to sell Reebok. Is that having an effect on the market that they currently they hold? Mm. I don't
1: know. Yeah. But I think anyone that's looking at buying a pair of X1s, they're going to notice some real differences. Um, You know, the return of the heel clip, um, which is akin to the Nano 8. um, For me, um, it's great. It's a good shoe for running in terms of weight. And I do feel like, you know, I, I noticed that rocker that we've mentioned a couple of times. Um, but that heel clip is actually quite narrow and, you know, presses into my instep, which, like, I, I could could be specific to me. But, um, you know, I think they are making inroads to making it more appropriate for running, which, again, will attract other training, training function um, methodologies. Um, but, uh, you know, it's there's always going to be kind of, like, people that feel like, oh, no, it's going away from what I love.
0: Yeah. I know what you mean with the heel clip. you can feel quite sort of tighter on the heel but i think that will give in time i know it did on the nano eights and it's not actually solid around the back of the heel it's kind of on either side isn't it mm. so i'd imagine over probably not a long time it will start to give a little bit and loosen up um obviously it's there to support but over time with movement it will get a little bit more flexible i think yeah. um yeah the knit the knit weave that you um the knit flex weave that you mentioned is super light super comfy um the only problem is it's obviously quite cold at the moment and you don't feel the chill on your feet wearing a a knitted upper so that was one thing that i noticed when i used them the other day but um the heel drop has obviously increased from four millimeter on the the nano nine and the nano x to seven millimeter which is almost double um and is quite significant when i first got the pair I I tried them on and they felt a little bit small and I've noticed since that it I think it's kind of because of that elevated heel drop almost pushing my foot forward a little bit um and you get the sensation of a sort of tipping now and then I Mm -hmm. mentioned today that I did I did a wad with some um some dumbbell front squats and some wall balls and I could definitely feel myself coming onto my toes a little bit which I don't normally do so but I think that is something that with your mechanics you just get used to after wearing for a little while having you know the last couple of years all I've worn really is Nano 9 and and Nano X so I'm just used to that but on them it's the same on both you um and obviously a little higher on the X1 but
1: and and I think as well that yeah it takes a little bit of adjusting because you've got that rocker and I mean some, some would say, well, you know, you're looking to making sure that, you know, you're not putting too much weight in your forefoot anyway, you do want to be trying to keep the weight spread over the full foot. And like, and, and one thing I, I've, I've heard some say, and I think I've actually, you know, felt it a little bit myself is that if you adjust slightly and then, you know, get that weight into your heels, you feel the benefit because you're getting that seven mil drop. Um, but equally the design with the heel clip and then the kind of flared heel itself gives a really nice kind of stable support it's it's a little lifter-esque in that sense the kind of design of the 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 back third of the sole um so I do think from that point of view it could help those with kind of you know not as good I know I struggle with um ankle mobility um and yeah when I'm not used to the trainer I, I could be tipping forward slightly, but equally, actually, once I sit back, I'm in a
0: better position for it. Yeah, they are stable and solid, um, which is quite surprising when you feel them in hand because they're so light and obviously they've got the float ride foam in the front. But I think the sole itself as well is, is very grippy and firm on the, on the ground um, and it just feels like a totally different shooter how it looks and feels in hand, if you know what I mean. You get a lot more stability and support than than you think um apart from obviously that little sensation but yeah
1: and i think the challenge they always have is that you know the 906 brought out the dual density midsole and that was that kind of like comfort in the front stability in the back and it's then how like if they're trying to make the front even more comfortable for running but they still want to keep that stability in the back how to make sure you don't end up with a, with a shoe of two halves, right? And that you almost feel like you've got wedges under your heels and then you're yeah. in like... And then your you, your balls of your feet are on sponges. So, I mean, they're the experts. They know what they're doing, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. And obviously, there'll be, you know, probably a, a couple of years worth of testing gone into this shoe. I know uh, Tal Short um, put an Instagram post up the other day. He's worn his for 200 watts. I think it was like, Wednesday, Thursday. So... You know, there's a lot of thought and effort and time goes into the design of them. We're we're just fans, and you know, we're going to have our opinions on it. But the, but the work has been done by those guys. So. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I I sa-
1: yeah, I said that about um, when the Nano X and the Nano and the and the Metcon Six came out. I said, you know what? They're both good shoes. Both Nike and Reebok have been around long enough to weed out the mistakes um that you're typically going to get a pretty good shoe i think the only poor shoe that kind of came out was the 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 nano seven and i think even reebok have kind of felt like you know yeah yeah we we acknowledged that wasn't quite right um you know the nano five wasn't good either so actually i have seen a video i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was um just uh is it uh austin mallier can't remember his surname but he works for reebok and he was showing them through and like there is an element where the odd numbers don't go right and and I, and I I do hope the 11 isn't one of those where actually it's a great concept. They were introducing something new like they did from the 6 to the 7, going to the flex weave upper. But there were a few things that they hadn't quite got right. But I think they learn and like you say, they're the expert. We're just the fans who who are free to chat away
0: about it, about it with, without the kind of like the expert insight. <laughs> yeah, it usually tends to be the, the odd numbers aren't as good with Nano. Um, well, that's when the they have the fundamental changes to the design on mm-hmm. the odd numbers and the even numbers are an improvement on that design so you may find that the i don't know what will really it be called the, the 12 or the x2 x1 one um will probably be a bit of an improvement on the nano x1 um mm-hmm. because there probably will be a, a couple of teething problems they'll listen to feedback from from fans and buyers and, and probably make a few changes so yeah so, so talking about, we're getting now into kind
1: of like you know odd numbers tend to be the big changes. Um, so let us talk like more broadly about about the Nano then. Um, you know, I uh, I really liked the the classic look of the um, the Nano X. I thought it was really nice to bring in elements of the like the Reebok Classic, um, and and it just created quite a nice contrasting looking shoe to something like the Night Metcon, um, but. Question I want to ask you though is uh, if you had to choose only one type of Nano to train in going forward, what would it be?
0: I'd have to go with the Nano Nine. Oh, so you've got you've got shoes that are sort of a bigger fan favourite, or would be classed as more comfortable, the Nano Two, for instance, Nano Six. Um, but for me, the design of the shoe and the look and the and the colourways that they released of the Nano Nine, I think just hands down beats every other Nano. You know, that's why I've got so many. The Nano 9 is the, 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 the shoe and the design that I've got the most of, followed, I think, by the Nano X. Um, and obviously, the Nano X kind of improved a little bit in some areas on the Nano 9, but I just think the, the colorways and the design of the Nano 9 just my favourites.
1: Oh, nice. And I, I think... Uh, so, I've always... If it was to train in, it would be the Nano 8. I love the 908 and um, I've got a pair of like, they were white. They're not so white anymore. White and gum 908s and they're like, they're just brilliant. In fact, when I go on holiday or in the past when I've been on holiday, they're the trainers that I take and they serve for everything, you know, whether yeah. it be going out in the evening, kind of going, going just down the beach or, or, or training, like, you know, finding, finding somewhere just to do a little bit, a bit of a workout. So, you know, I, I love the 908 and, for me what that brought actually was i did like the 906 it was quite narrow for me and the 908 brought the kind of like the technical aspects of the 906 but with the kind of roomy feel of the nano2 and the nano2 was the first trainer i had not because i was training way back in whenever that was 2012 but uh 2013 perhaps but um because when i started i started crossfit in 2014 and at the time new into crossfit new into like training i was like there's not a chance i'm spending 80 90 quid on a pair of trainers so i got a pair of <laughs> nano twos for like 45 quid like in the sale um but they i, now I, you I spend that them. money
0: every week on them
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i i do i do, uh, I do describe my nano twos as my nano slippers and i still like my my going like going to the shops or something just throw on a pair of a pair of um nano twos so uh yeah i I think Nano eights. if i was only allowed to have one one style and i think that would still be the case um because i'm going to hold my hands up here and like in terms of my performance level in crossfit i don't need the latest pair right you know what i need is to get fit and work on mobility so i would probably still say the eight is fine um you know yeah
0: they're a good trainer that is the nano eight nice and light, um, good for things like double-unders, box jumps, burpees, because uh, similar to the X1, the narrow, the light on the foot. Um, we actually climbed Mount Bator in Bali. We went to Bali a few years ago and there's a, a volcano called Mount Bator. That we we went on a, a morning trek, probably up at like four in the morning and went for sun, uh, sunrise and I wore I nanoways to climb the volcano.
1: Yeah. I think, and, and I, I agree with that. A, and I'd still be that. I think, like, just because they are just an all rounder. I just, I just think they they work that way. You know, they're, they they've got some support, but they're not equally kind of, you know, a bit kind of, you know, he's wearing his like Jordan Air Ones or whatever, like, kind of, you know, to cl- go climbing in.
0: <laughs> I do like the Nano X for that as well. You know, the Nano X you could just whack on with a pair of jogging bottoms yeah. to go to the shop or, or when we used to be allowed to the pub, obviously. but yeah, and um, you know it's. It's a CrossFit shoe, but get away with it in any other kind of walk of life, if you like.
1: Yeah, kind of it. yeah. and, and I've, I've said that, that you know, that the Nano, in terms of, and that's actually touching on the X1 again, and I felt that I could justify having a pair of my Nike Metcon 6s and a pair of Nano Xs because they're two polar opposites in that I could wear the Nano Xs with jeans down the pub or shopping, um, whereas I don't think I'd, I'd wear the, the the Metcons outside of the gym or to and from the gym because they're quite a technical looking shoe. Yeah. Whereas what they're now doing potentially, and it's hard to tell with the um, you know the um, kind of the all black looks really technical. And I have heard, uh, you know, I had, had some comments that some of the colorways do look a bit like country club shoes. So you know, maybe there will be a bit more, a uh, bit more kind of, uh, you know, keep with that style that you can. Um, wear them with jeans or whatever but they do look more technical i think than the than the, the Nano X.
0: yeah they do they look more like a sort of a crossfit shoe or a functional fitness shoe whereas the X yeah, just more more like a trainer isn't it especially because of sort of the padded heel and the the tongue it just looks more like a trainer than a, a training shoe
1: mm. So my, my final question to you is going to be that you know your first pair of trainers was you got a nine oh eight and then the nine oh nine came out kind of while you were over at the games and stuff so you're kind of tied to those but you've also got a pair of the the nano ogs which I, yeah. I you know I've never had my hands on a pair of those so how how are they do you do you ever train in them or are they more just like you know uh, kind of style style pair
0: no I can't train in them unfortunately I have actually bought them before christmas and had them imported um again this comes down to the sizing kind of thing that's a little bit off sometimes with reebok i bought my, my usual size which is a uk or us9 and they feel like they're about a size too small my, my toes are right at the end too tight um so i can't wear them the same like nano two you mentioned before i actually had a pair of nano twos a while ago but i just couldn't get on with them they're too roomy for my feet I, i've okay. only got quite narrow feet so Never really enjoyed the benefits of the Nano Twos, but Nano OG, a, a kind of a similar feel to the to the Nano Two. Um, they're really nice and light and comfortable. Obviously, apart from the fact that my toes are at the end of them. Um, but I'm not going to be able to wear them for draining. so they're either going to be kept as an ornament, or I'm, I'm trying to sell them at the minute and get me money back <laughs> for them.
1: Yeah, there's only, there's only a certain kind of level threshold to kind of like just keeping them for posterity, right? Um, Although a previous guest I've had on, Will Griffith, who uh, works at WIT. He's the, um, I think he's retail manager there. I think he's got over a hundred pairs of uh, Metcons. So I think he'd argue that you can keep every pair. <laughs>
0: that's Yeah, that's, that trumps me. I, th- I counted mine up recently. I think I've got 41, but then I've had the act one delivered. And then this second pair of the, the Thronings. So I think I'm on 43 now, but i've got some work slow do. it down. <laughs> it's when it's like there's a house deposit there <laughs> but yeah so the, the 909 as i say i just became obsessed with them i got the the, the Sunglobe, um games edition and then the madison green which you couldn't get over here and mm. up getting a pair of them and then it just kind of continued to grow from there and ended up. i think i've got 11 or 12 pairs of the nine different colors yeah and then the x i think eight um yeah, so who knows how many we'll get at the 11. But that's, <laughs> that's the problem with CrossFit. You just, you kind of get sucked into the, oh, I need I need these new trainers. I need these new shorts. Oh, Mayhem has just released some new t-shirts and Reebok just released the new game, games gear, the open t-shirt. And, you know, you've got, you mentioned before, Noble, heavy rep gear. It just out of hand, doesn't it?
1: Mm, yeah no i can i can appreciate that i can appreciate that and i think like although you know there's always the there's always the colloquialism of like all the gear no idea but i think you know as we've proved we've got a fair good idea about the kit right so it's not that at all it's uh you know so the, so the one i the one i treat to myself is is all the kit but not that fit you know <laughs> so but i think i think it adds to the uh adds to the the kind of enjoyment of the of the sport of, of the training methodology right and i know i go to the pub and drink a lot less beer than i used to so you know i'll, I'll treat myself to some trainers every so often
0: yeah definitely and the thing is as well it, you become accountable because of it you've spent so much money on CrossFit, you've got yeah. to keep doing it otherwise what the hell are you going to do with all the training
1: Absolutely. i had like a double training session on Sunday because I'd got a pair of Nano X1s to uh, to, to try out. <laughs> my, my knee's not appreciated it since, though, because I've, I've got a bit of an injury, but I was like, I've got to do thrusters. It doesn't matter about my knee.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't get new shoes and not do a, not do a session. Yeah. My missus goes mad at me because I'll order something and then I can't help but check the track in and keeping an eye on it, waiting for it to be delivered.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. So, so which leads me actually to my final, my final, final question, which would be what, do you have any insights? Do you have any thoughts on what we could see after the, the X1? I think we might see evolutions of the X1, like, uh, you know, the grip version, like when they brought out the beast mode, um, x, beast mode nine. So, but any, any thoughts on that?
0: Well, yeah, I think obviously the, the, the next shoe in line, the the x um, we'll just build on this design, maybe a few subtle changes. Um, but who knows? After that, you know, like I said before, they seem to be moving a little bit away from the CrossFit and into more of an all-round fitness shoe. So we could see wild changes again for the the 13, as it would be then. Um, mm. The two uppers that you mentioned, yeah, the the grit upper is more like the the sort of woven flex weave that you've got on the Nano Nine and the Nano X. Um, and it would be interesting to see. I mean, the beast mode, I like both pairs and them. I've got the black and the grey of the Nano 9. Um, they're a really, they feel totally different to the Nano 9, even though they're the same design, but the, the shoe itself, it just has a m- more sturdy feel. So I've seen some of the colorways coming further down the line, but I don't know of any any different um, uppers or anything than what we're getting with the, the knit and the grip.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh... I I did have a pair of the Beast Mode 9s and, um, you know, found them interesting. Um, But I think it was in the height of... Because I must have bought those early last year, I think. And I think I was just... You know in that position where I knew I wasn't going to wear them with everything else that was going on, so I actually I think I ended up just selling those just on the on the second hand market and I, and I think that's one of the things is there's a good there is a pretty good second hand market and and actually the evolution of trainers really drives that market because people are like, "Well, I want the latest one, and there's no room in the cupboard
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody wants the latest one, but then you you get to a point where you're older and I know it's like your twos and your fours, your sixties become highly sought after and yeah you know, it can end up going for, for silly money if you've got brand new sixes or whatever. Um,
1: yeah, I, I really know what um, a pair
0: of the Nano Four uh, Rich Froning could be, but they're like gold dust, and when you can, when you can find them now and then, it's so much money. I don't know if I can justify it.
1: Well, if anyone from Reebok, or even if Rich is listening, you <laughs> yeah, know, Tal, if you're to...
0: listening, <laughs>
1: <laughs> brilliant. Oh no, it's been awesome talking to you, Paul. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, it's an impressive passion you've got. And I, I've always got time for talking trainers. So it's uh, it's, it's been great.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate
1: it.